people, deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning in each and every time. And welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the really and truly podcast, the DG Podcast, whatever the hell you call it. Just please make sure you're following across Spotify, across Apple Music, across whatever streaming platform you're using. Obviously, make sure you're following me on YouTube, you know, Deluded Guda. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and all the other socials. Links are in the description. I said this last podcast, but once again, people, I'm not just saying it for fashion i really appreciate the support you guys have given me across the past season and i really appreciate the support you guys are giving me during the off season and things like that and i'm not gonna sit here and cap people sometimes we're gonna have to skip this podcast out because we're down to the bare minimum of things to talk about what i don't want to make this podcast about is what i've said before i don't want to sit here and talk about make-believe transfer rumors and all the things i could be doing on youtube so there isn't much to talk about it's probably going to be one of my shortest podcasts in recent weeks but it doesn't matter we're still here so let's start off with the Europa League final as we know congratulations to Villarreal as they defeated Manchester United 11-10 on penalties now where do you start for me from a Villarreal aspect you know it shows what we know about Una Emery when he's at a team where there's not necessarily strong personalities in the sense of they think they're prima donnas when he's at a team where Villarreal let's be honest they don't have they don't have the biggest history with winning cups or finishing as high as they can be the expectation isn't good like that, he's in his element, you know, he's and, and he's in his element, you know, Uno Emre is the complete underdog king, and, and when you see the clips that are coming out in terms of, you know, very good man management skills, very good, what's the word, man, motivational spe- speeches between the teams, how they said, you know, there was one moving speech from Albio, he said something about, you have the chance to do something for this small town, for this city, for your families, for the families of families, he, he really just got... Got, made it feel like, you know, they, they're playing for the people and you could see that with how Villarreal played when they scored, when they had to deal with the setback of of, of conceding an equaliser. Every player worked. Clearly, they worked on penalties as well because every Villarreal penalty was convincing. You know, Coquelin came off the bench and he was moving techie and he scored a fantastic penalty. If he's in an Arsenal shirt, that probably rockets over the bar. So um, I think it was a fantastic performance from them. You know, they sat back. They made it difficult for for United to exploit um, spaces. They did go forward when they could and they were very cultured with the ball. I think Backer really put in a shift and I'm sure you all saw his Rabona cross. I think Gerard Romano, I think Capue, Trigueros when he's on the field every player man to a man put in a shift fourth even though he busts his head and his nose and everything else i think villarreal were quality man to a man penalties you know really did what he needed to do i mean really might not have saved the pen per se well apart from De Gea's, but he was getting closer it's like De Gea genuinely weren't doing no research on how these villarreal take penalties if they take penalties because at a point it seemed like everyone was going for that bottom left and De Gea was going the wrong way for all of them people um United, it was terrible. Like, what can you say? It was terrible. You know, you know, Emery is going to set up very good defensively and you're going to need to move the ball quickly and offer options. And you could see very early, you know, United's play at best is slow and, and stale. And then when you go against a low block, you've you've probably crowded out your own players. You could see Mason Greenwood, you know, play. I think he had a decent game for as long as he was on, but he's picking it up in areas where he's just going to run into a yellow shirt and they're not reading, United fans, United players, sorry, are not reading that. Um, and he can't really get on the ball. Pogba's getting the ball, but he's on the halfway line. He looks up, you know, you don't mind Pogba. Pogba's a great player, but and it, for me anyways, if I'm a defender or the team defending, I don't mind Pogba getting the ball on the halfway line because he's, he's less likely to hurt the team. Yes, he can cut them open in one pass, but when you're setting up two banks of four, 
Um, well, I'd say two banks of four. In elements of that and three at the back, five at the back, you, you know, getting men behind the ball, you're not going to have any relevance. And also... Pogba looks up to play an amazing pass and show his quality. He needs someone to make the run and get on the on it. You know, if you send the text, someone needs to receive it. And there was no one looking like it. anyone for me, anyways. When any player for Man United, when they looked up, there was no options. It was dead. Especially the front three, there was a disconnect. The midfield weren't really there. Bruno Fernandez spent more time moaning with referees and pointless dives. You know, I was very disappointed from a neutral in Bruno Fernandez. Absolutely bottled it. Was the captain as well. As I said, just moaning and diving, anonymous. You know, Rashford was terrible, but at least I see you play. Bruno, t t anonymous and someone that does a lot of talking about when United need to stand up to be counted, how, you know, the opportunity to win a trophy as he won a major trophy in his career. I don't know. He saw his sport, former club claim the league, I think, in sporting. Um, I could be wrong in that regards. Um, I never saw it, you know. He didn't leave it all out there. And, and it's all fun and games being a flat-track bully, scoring VAR, penalty scoring against poor teams is what it is. And it's what we've known about United. You know, shout out to United for finishing second. End of the day, there's a platform to build upon. But that second is a false image in that those, the, the Glazers and those that be that are in charge of re renewing the squad and stuff, they, they're very complacent. They genuinely think getting finishing second for a club like man united they don't do second best or shouldn't do second best it's not good enough you know the team has no identity you know they're still relying on individual brilliance they're still volatile again you know they have no identity the plan is just relying on individual brilliance hoofing it to to, to someone up front seeing what cavani could do you know rashford might stat pad pogba might make something up and it's terrible it's absolutely terrible when the manager has to go, but you're hearing Oli Gullis Social might be getting a new three-year deal as a neutral. I'm up for that, but that's just rewarding me mediocrity. And for Oli, you know, to call him incompetent at, at, at this level is is a it would be too it would be a compliment because again, you're 100 minutes or so without making a sub. To be fair, all his subs scored their penalties, but I didn't understand it, man. Like how he could watch that and not want to change. And you know, he looked like a fan at times. You know, Pogba's giving a team sheet, um, team team talk. He looks like he don't know. Oli don't looks like he don't know what's going on really. So it was terrible, absolutely terrible. And <clears throat> it's a double L in that it's a trophy that United shouldn't have been in anyways. They dropped out of the Champions League after messing it up and they failed to win this. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's a European trophy. And I think or I suspect many of them United players would feel they could have done a lot better. And the minimum when you play in finals and stuff, you don't want regrets. And I'm sure there's a bag of regrets for everybody connected with that club. But nonetheless, it was a good final. Credit to Villarreal. We all know Uno Emre has a divine love fetish for this trophy the only time he bottled it was was, was managing us and obviously we've got a bottle of, bottlers of players so it all made sense so yeah you know Emre gets another one for the trophy cabinet you know the Villarreal players have itched themselves in the history of the yellow submarine and we keep it moving now obviously tomorrow people make sure you're paying attention because I'll be doing a watch along for it um it's a you know we've got the Champions League final you've got Manchester City against Chelsea that's going to be a tasty affair very tasty affair people I'm not going to sit here and cap to you um I'm obviously I'm an Arsenal fan I don't know no City fans in real life like that so with respect to City so I don't want Chelsea to win it a second time my, my team couldn't even win it once and we're never in it so why would I want another London club to win City I've got no problems with them really and truly I know they're They've kind of etched, etched Arsenal's relevance in the Premier League out. But, you know, it is what it is. And I'm keen to see it. For me, it's the chance for Pep Guardiola to be a success at City. And what I mean by that is, of course, he's a success. You you, you, you know, I don't even think he knows what he's done in the game. He's revolutionised the Premier League in the same way once upon a time Wenger did and Alex Ferguson did. He's claimed 100 points, you know. 
going to be responsible for developing, you know, England's most important player in the future in, 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 Phil, in, in Phil Foden, but to call him Phil Greenwood, already has been. You know, the man's a legend. But in my opinion, yeah, he was brought to win the leagues and that, but the Champions League is probably the idea that them, them City owners wanted to do and he's within touching distance. And he's within touching distance of doing it at another club. You know, he ain't won it since Messi and things like that. And this will show me if he overcomplicates things. Um... I'm back in City. I just think City got a lot in the tank. But in the last couple of games, when I've seen Chelsea play City, Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea have had their, have had um, Pep Guardiola's number. Now that's something for him to revisit. And I think it's just the way T Thomas Tuchel defends the defends the space and has his team narrow. And City can't break that down too tough. But you'd imagine City. You know, it's a Guerrero's last game. It's a chance of destiny. I would say the expectations are equal on both teams, but to a degree, Chelsea fans didn't expect Thomas Tuchel to be here or nobody expected Chelsea to be here when Thomas Tuchel was there. I'm not saying the same for City, but they've kind of underachieved in Europe for now. So for some reason, as a neutral, I think there is more expectations on Manchester City, but it's a neutral game. If I had to go with my biased opinion, I'm going with 2-1 Man City. I'm keen to see what happens if you get the first goal, because if City get the first goal, I don't know what could happen. And on the same topic... City do present chances. It's down to Chelsea to take them. And I'm sure no, neither set of, of, of players wants to be known as a failure. So it's going to be an interesting one. A very interesting race, people. On that topic or away from that, like I said, please make sure you're paying attention for the watch along. You know, I'll be doing a watch along for the Champions League. On that topic, though, people, away from that, there actually isn't too much to speak about other than, really, you know, we spoke about the chat, spoken about Europa, the managerial stuff. Now, let's start with Pochettino. Apparently, he's linked with a return to Spurs. As I, you know, I've done a video about it, so please check it, um, check it out. I'm keen to see what happens in that regards, people, because obviously he's linked with Madrid now, who Conte's now being thrown into that. Um, for me, if you leave PSG now, I'd class it as a failure for me. I know he's won two trophies, but... We lost the league or title. I'd at least want to stay a year. I hear what's allegedly said about managing the bigger talents. But since he signed, all Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria has done is praised him really and truly. Like, again, maybe it's not so much the coaching. Maybe he doesn't enjoy not having as much as say or stuff above being a manager like he would have got at Spurs. Now, if you are going to return to Spurs, you need to ask Daniel Levy what specifically you're going to be allowed to do because... Wasn't there frustration about before you got sacked about Spurs have kind of hit a glass ceiling? They've been together three, four years. They need to renew. You know, you need to bring players in at the time that are on par with Kane. Delhi Alley was doing his thing at the time. Um, so there's all of that. They say home is where the heart is. So again, Spurs need a rebuild. Pochettino's your guy for that, working with the lesser talents, working and developing, and you know, like almost going through that sort of stress that's that 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 necessary stress because they have to rebuild. I think Toby Alderweireld and, and Loris can be used next season, but they're not going to be here forever. So they need to look at that, you know. Left back is cool with Rigulon, you know. Like I said, centre-half's an area. Right back, you know, Aurier's mistake ridden at best. Or, you know, Doherty might, you might see something in the second year, but he's been an absolute fraud. Midfield, there's not enough there. Again, over-reliance on Kane, over-reliance on Son. You know, Bell's, cut, Bell's left now, so they are going to renew it. So Poch is the guy for that. But at the same time, I think it's worth more time to Spurs than it is Poch because you're at PSG. You will win a league title next season. You know, you're linked with Madrid. There's no contest now. Between Conte and Pochettino, Conte is obviously a serial winner and, and double sessions and intensity. And uh, definitely, if you're going to get your league league title back from your your city rivals, Atletico and dominate El Clasicos and stuff, you need the intensity Conte brings. 
But I do think Poch would be the better fit if I was a Madrid fan, purely because I think they need a rebuild. He's the guy for that. So I'm keen to see what happens in that regards, people, in relation to Pochettino. Um, <clears throat> like I said, for extended thoughts, I've spoken about it on YouTube. Uh, Antonio Conte won the league at Inter Milan the first in 11 years. He's now left, though. And I appreciate that, you know. He wanted to build upon this season. They said we need to sell and make about £80 million pounds worth of sales and every player is indirectly up for sale. He said, cool, I'm not on that because the the time to have more, most urgency is when you've won the league, more so into Milan. First in 11 years, it is, Juventus have been bullying that title and they're going to hit back next season. They've brought in Allegri. Allegri is going to be allowed to bring in players and ex-players. So keen to see what happens in that regards and keen to see where Conte ends up. And, you know, he was linked with Juventus again. That one there got clipped. He's linked with obviously Madrid. We'll see what happens and then there'll probably be something else. So, again, Conte's on the, on the move. Allegri's gone back to Juventus and, and Zinedine Zidane's actually left Real Madrid. Now, he's indirectly being linked with PSG. So, you might see a merry-go-round in that. He goes PSG, the PSG gaffer goes Spurs. Um, maybe Spurs guy goes Madrid or Conte goes Madrid. Who knows, man? It seems like there's more activeness in the managerial stuff than the transfers, you know. Well, saying that, Basuma, I mean, Basuma's been linked with Arsenal and Liverpool. Obviously, Jack has been linked with Roma. So there's a lot of things to be said in that regards, people. And obviously, we're approaching the Euros. Um, Canute seems to be getting close to a call-up. Well, I mean, close to getting the call to complete his move to Liverpool. It seems all but done. Um, so, yeah, man, there actually isn't more to say, really. That's all that's going on in football. Should we look at... We might as well look at the England squad because I can't believe uh, Lewis Dunk isn't there and Ben White is. I know no disrespect to Ben White, but if anyone at Brighton deserves it, it's him. Um, in my in my humble opinion, I just think Southgate. You know, Southgate. Considering he was a, he's not an elite player, I don't care. I think he's got an evident bias to players that are not playing at big clubs. Um, and I think he doesn't watch international football, I won't lie, because look how long it took to bring in Bellingham. Initially, look how long it took to bring Jaden Sancho. I don't think he likes Maverick players because look how long it took to involve Jack Grealish. It's a madness. Look how long it even took to bust Phil Foden, you know? So can I be surprised when I say he's not bringing in Tomori, who deserves it? Saying that he did include Trippier, but Trippier's is done. Um, and obviously, he's called up 33 players, people. Um, I've done this on YouTube, but I might as well do it again. If we look at the 33 provisional squad in full, you've got Dean Henderson, Sam Johnson, Jordan Pickford, Aaron Ramsdale in, in goal. Defenders, John Stones, Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kyle Walker, Tyrone Mings, Reese James, Connor Cody, Ben Chilwell, Ben Godfrey, Kieran Trippier and Ben White. In midfield, you have Calvin Phillips, Mason Mount, Declan Rice, Jesse Lingard, Jordan Henderson, Jude Bellingham and Ward Prowse. Up front, you have Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Raheem Sterling, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Jaden Sanjo, Phil Folden, Jack Grealish, Mason Greenwood, Ollie Watkins, save the best to last, the golden boy. Bakayo Saka completes the 33 so seven names need to get clipped people so if I had to look at that and I'd say my seven um, I'd say Ramsdale gets clipped from goal because you only need three uh, personally looking at mid looking, skipping up front Ollie Watkins wouldn't get the nod in for me so that's two I've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin for a plan B Rashford, Greenwood uh, and, and Sterling can all play through the middle if need be even indirectly folding uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin gives me something different. Not no disrespect to Ollie Watkins, I just don't think he is it's there like that. So Ollie Watkins go, doesn't go for me. Uh, Ramsdale doesn't go for me. Uh, Lingard doesn't go for me, regardless of the form. 
I probably don't bring Connor Cody. I probably don't bring Ben White. Trippier could get a clip from that. And I know that leaves us a bit short. Um, Trippier and Ben White, you know, really and truly. Again, I'd, I'd keep all... It's a difficult one. I keep all the midfielders, really. I think Calvin Phillips can get a role. Lingard wouldn't go. Declan Rice can be used in defence as well. Jordan Henderson plays and actually can be used as centre-half. I think the thing that might flip it is if Jordan Henderson isn't fully fit, if Grealish isn't fully fit, even though his gaffer has said he is, them lot might indirectly be dropped. But for me, that's what I would do anyways. Don't understand how Tamori's not there. I think Ben Godfrey's a better defender than Mings. I'm sorry, but I think it's a joke that Tyrell Mings is in that side. I don't I don't see the... He's a good guy. He's, you know, he talks about racism. He, he comes from non-league. He does a lot for charities and that, but I don't think he's good enough for this level. I think what's helped him is the fact that he's left-footed. I don't think he's levels. I don't think a lot of them players there are levels, really and truly. Um, you know, and we're clearly attack-heavy. Are we going to get the best out of our attackers? That's a question we're going to see in the Euros, man. But it's coming home regardless, folks. So, yeah, man, there's too many fullbacks as well. Don't think you need to have Trent, Kyle Walker, Reese James, Kieran Trippier. You don't need all of them. I'm not going to lie to sound like a Saka who can be used there as well. Um, I think you could get away with it because also we're playing three at the back. Walker and, and Shaw can do that. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, ben Godfrey might get the clip for me as well, but I think he deserves it. I'd rather take Ben Godfrey than Ben White. I'd probably have taken Lewis Dunk or Tomori. Well, Tomori first choice, Lewis Dunk second before these lot. You know, the bar is low and the lower is low. I don't think Connor Wolves haven't had a good season and neither has Connor Coldy really. So, not like that. Ben White, again, it's nice that he's called up. He is going to be a good player, but he's hardly set the world on fire after getting a lot of high-packed leads and there's been people performing better than him. But Southgate seems a stickler. Maybe Connor, the likes of Connor Coldy, them sort of players are there because, you know, he's probably going to pair them up with Greenwood and Foden. So, there's no shenanigans of what happened in Iceland or stuff like that, man. You know, you're meant to be meeting at seven o'clock, man, down there from 10 to five and all them sort of business there. Could you imagine? I know it sounds bad, but could you imagine the lads out? Like, you know, you, you could imagine. I'd be, I'd be trying to be roommates with Grealish, with Sterling, with Sandro, with Amanda. You could imagine what could be happening and stuff. And the Mazes, Mount, Declan Rice are good for it as well. You know, there's, there's a good togetherness I think with them boys maybe that's why Lingard goes as well because Lingard probably good for the squad and squad morale but we're not there for that for me Ward Prowse has to go you know he, he steady Eddie man six slash seven out of ten you're gonna get that and I just think we need people who understand their roles for me I would like to see a very attacking team you've got you know from the front four like if we had a 10 including the front three you've got so many options on the left you could put Jaden Sanjo where he probably prefers to play Raheem Sterling probably the first choice I wouldn't do it on current form, but you've got Marcus Rashford. And for me, you've got Grealish. You know, you could go Grealish on the left, folded in the middle, Mount and, and one of Henderson or Rice in the pivot. And then obviously you can give the right wing to Jaden Sandro or something. You could have some hitmen, you know, together with Harry Kane up front. You Or you could go with Sterling. There's so many options. Folding can be forced. You know, you can go with Folding on the flanks, Grealish on the flanks, but you could go with Folding on the left, Grealish in the 10, Mount behind them. For me, I would like to see Foden, Mount, Grealish, the team. Obviously, if we're playing teams better than us, we need a bit more industry, but I would like to see that. The only time I think we're going to see that is if we're playing, you know, you know, I don't want to disrespect any nations, but, and obviously not on that, not on that thing, but when we're playing a team in the group that really, the, you know, really our 21 should be beating, then I think he'll do that. But I just think we're going to go there with too much of a handbrake, too defensive, relying on set pieces. I just don't believe in Gareth Southgate, personally. Like I do, I do think the 
Do I think this is the best crop of players? Of course not, by the occasional three. But there's some exciting players here. There's some players that can do bits. Carl Walker, he's just coming off of winning a league title. The same goes for John Stones. Shaw's had a better, better season of recent. Maguire's had a terrible season from a United point of view, um, ending with an injury, but he's got a leadership qualities. I don't rate Mings. I think Reese James is decent. You know, Connor Cody shouldn't be there. Ben Chilwell, again, for me, probably won't play. Your mentality is probably not the strongest, so and neither is Shaw, but you'll get the nod. Um, Trippier's won a league title, but again, probably should leave him. You've got Mount, who's having a great season. Declan Rice, who's had a good season. Jordan Henderson's a leader. Had a good season from a personal point of view, ruined by injuries. Jude Bellingham played in Champions League and all these things. You know, on top of being a star boy, Calvin Phillips is a good player. Lingard's in form, but for me, I don't bring... I like Wood Prowse. And again, set pieces, it might come down to, you know... James Wood Prowse delivering Dominic Calvert Lewin off the bench doing his thing and scoring. You've got, but for specifically, you've got Bakayo Saka, Phil Foden, Jaden Sanjo, Jack Grealish, Mason Greenwood, Raheem Sterling, yeah, Phil Foden, Harry Kane in front of them, you know, and Mount and, and Bellingham and all these guys in the squad. Bro, they're excited. That's an exciting squad, you know. I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I shouldn't be sitting there saying, oh, we're going to play mad defensive. The key should be balance, you know, and three at the back isn't defensive. It's not. I hate this myth that if somebody plays free at the back, they're a defensive coach. It's as defensive as you make it. It's as attacking as you make it. Liverpool, I mean, sorry, City go free at the back. Obviously, it's a bit different, but they're always going to go forward. When you've got someone who does coward things as a manager and is conservative anyways, with a free at the back, he's not going to do the mad thing. He's not. And I would like us to actually play a 4-2-3-1, but it probably is going to remain free at the back. I can't see it changing, and maybe if it changes, it would be dangerous, people, but... Is where it is. I'd say the one question mark is who the hell is in goal? Because again, Dean Henderson for me is probably my bias is saying him first choice, but he does some questionable things. Pickford is a questionable keeper. Sam Johnston is a questionable keeper. His team got relegated. He is decent though. So I'm not too sure, man. But again, you know, for me, I'm keen to see what happens. And I feel long term anyways, but you should be trying to build the team around the likes of Saka, Folden, Greenwood. These are guys that, Bellingham, these are guys that should have been in the squad anyways. And I must admit, I didn't expect to see all of them. Some of them could get clipped, you know. Some of them could get clipped. Like if I had to bet money, the only player I think is going to get clipped, and now it probably won't, that I could say probably definite, in my opinion, will be on that seven-man list to leave, not go, is probably Ben White and Ollie Watkins, in my opinion. Because Ollie Watkins, you know, um, not that you're a bad striker. He might, if you go with left centre-half, if you go with less full-backs, you can bring another attacker, but... And obviously, Oli Watkins is an Arsenal fan. He plays for Villa. I got no beef, and it would be great for him. You know what? A year or so ago, he's playing in the Championship. But you know, at least with Dominic Calvert Lewin, he probably isn't going to start. But he gives you something different. Like he gives you a target. Not that Kane can't be a target man, but Dominic Calvert Lewin strengths in the air. Oli Watkins ain't really doing that. And then you look at it. Before I play Oli Watkins through the middle, personally, I see Mason Greenwood there. I see Raheem Sterling there. You know, I probably would play Rashford there before Ollie Watkins, regardless of the form. So I probably would leave him at home. But we'll have to see, man, when the full list gets announced. I'm keen to see what sevens get seven get clipped. Obviously, one of the keepers, I can't imagine. Southgate does questionable things, but I can't see him going with four keepers. But on that note, man, that ends a very short episode of the DG podcast, man. Like I said, there's not much to speak about. We've covered the, we've previewed the Champions League. We've spoken about Europa and we've touched on some other talking points. So, yeah, I'll be back again shortly. Please make sure you're following me across all my socials. Links are in the description. More importantly than that, enjoy your Friday, people. People, deluded. It's been fantastic speaking to you guys. Hopefully you've been, you know, you've enjoyed listening. I'm out.